and I built my master bedroom out of tires. And at first, the Mexicans were saying, oh, my God, loca gringa. Mm -hmm. And then after a little while, they were saying, oh, maybe not so loca. Not so loca. Maybe not so loca. Hi, this is Cal Wedby, and this is Turn Left at the Cactus. In this episode, my co-host Trisha Sykes and I talked to Melody Ashley, founder and benefactor of Casa Digna Incorporated, a non-profit organization dedicated to breaking the cycle of poverty by providing housing to single moms and vulnerable families. Earlier this month, we were invited to spend an afternoon on the patio of Melody's amazing tire home. We recorded the audio of that conversation. Unfortunately, the wind decided to pick up some during our visit, so apologies ahead of time for the sound quality. Nevertheless, we hope we captured enough of our conversation to give listeners another glimpse into the San Felipe community, what brings us here in the first place, and what makes this place so special to those of us who have chosen to retire or work here. Uh, give us some background information on yourself. I was born and raised in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Born in 1960. Went to Mount St. Mary's Mary Academy in Little Rock, Arkansas. All-girl private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Was it boarding school? No. Just you came and went every day? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. At nuns. Sisters of Mercy. They they were real good about teaching us service work. Um, we could not graduate unless we did so many hours of service work. And what my group did was visit, uh, oh, you know, assisted living mm-hmm. and uh, uh, nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go visit every week couple of times a week and and do our hours and visit with the the people that live there Uh that's a that's a wonderful thing to instill in a kid right right compassion and service yeah and i loved it um made some lifetime friends still my friends today Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact uh four friends are coming out in a couple of weeks to visit real excited that they're coming where did you go to college I first went to Columbia College, Columbia, Missouri, but I was uh, kind of in a party mode, so I, I didn't finish there. I finished later at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Then I went on to get my master's on a full fellowship at the University of San Diego, uh-huh. and that's also a private Catholic university, full fellowship. Uh-huh. Couldn't, couldn't pass it up. Why oceanography? Well, I did my undergraduate work, honors work, mm-hmm. and waste management. Okay. And, well, I wanted to save the planet. And I thought maybe, you know, saving the oceans had something to do with that. What was your impetus for coming to San Felipe? Well, at, while at the University of San Diego, I had been visiting the local beaches there, Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, yep. and Mission Beach, and, yep. 
and I, I told a friend I wanted to go to a beach where there wasn't a gazillion people. And he said, well, how about next weekend we go to San Felipe? And that's how I was introduced to San Felipe, and I fell in love with it immediately. I stayed at Pete's camp, camped on the beach, and and I just took, fell completely in love with San Felipe and that's said that at that time, mm-hmm. I'm going to move there someday. Mm-hmm. And did. And so when, what year was this that you came to That was 1989, April of 1989, the first time I visited San Felipe. And I never actually went to town. I just stayed at Pete's mm-hmm. camp and did the beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those days, there wasn't electricity or anything. The road was pretty rough. Oh, yeah. No there. electricity, uh, no city water. Uh, they had trucks filling tanks, so it was a dollar a shower at Pete's camp, and they had trucks filling up their tanks all the time. Mm-hmm. So what was what was the road like from San Diego to, to here? Was it dirt? No, no, it- no, no, no. It was pavement. Oh, okay. But it, it you know, it was, it was different than it is now. Than it is now. It's, okay. It was more rough. Yeah. A lot more rough and yeah. a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. up on both sides of the highway. A lot, a lot of trash. And I thought, where are we going? Mm-hmm. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, surprised to get there and, and actually see how beautiful Pete's Cap was. Right. And then what was the lapse of time between when you came down that first time and then when you decided to come down here to actually live? And 11 years before I bought a vacation home. But then it took me one year to decide to come here and figure out how to make a living here. And it was cost of living is so much more affordable here. Oh, gosh. Yes, absolutely. But in the meantime, I visited a number of times. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, you know, I said the first time I came was April of 89. Mm -hmm. Well, it was about February of 96 Mm -hmm. before I ever even went to town. And actually saw the little, the little town of San Felipe, which has grown tremendously. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Although it's still small compared to you know big municipalities like we're used to in the states and Mexicali, it's just a, this tiny little spot in the road, but uh, it's grown tremendously. I remember when I could ride my ATV from Pete's Camp through the desert all the way to town. And now you can't because there's fences and developments. Playa de Oro wasn't even thought of when when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a whole development now. Yep. El Dorado in ninety six, they had a tent set up and we're shuffling lots, selling lots. It was just a tent over there by where the Palapa is now. Really? Yeah. And I and uh, it's it was it wasn't anything. It 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 was just a it was just an idea. Mm-hmm. And now look at it. Right. What was your um, uh, reason for coming back and for the second time? I loved it. I loved camping on the beach. I loved being able to ride an ATV anywhere I wanted to. The freedom, off roading. Uh, it was an adventure. It was an adventure for me. How long did you stay for? The longest I remember staying was 10 days. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go back up to the States. Right. 
or all the way back to Arkansas, because I eventually moved back to Arkansas. Yeah, I was going to say you weren't in San Diego for all of that. Right. Okay. So. What are the things that you love about this place? Well, I love my home that I've built over all these years. Mm -hmm. Built it since 2004 when I bought this lot here in the Aedo. Mm -hmm. I love the Ajito. I love the people in the Ajito. Uh, I love my Mexican neighbors. Um, I just, I just fell in love with the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were living at Pete's camp originally. Correct. And so what, what prompted the move to the Ajito? Talk to us well, a little the, bit about that. At the time, Pete's Camp did not have city water, mm -hmm. and I'm a plant lover. My favorite art is landscaping, and I needed, and I was paying $65 every 10 days for a, a 2,000 gallons of water. Jeez. And so I moved That's to the Ahito where they had city water, and it was costing me about $11 a month. So that's... City water prompted me. Also, no offense against campos and rules and dues and fees. Nothing against anybody out there, but I didn't want any rules, dues, or fees. I wanted to build what I wanted without having to ask permission. Yep. I wanted to yep. plant what I wanted to plant without having to ask permission. And and I didn't I wanted to pay and be done with it and not be paying every year or every month. A rent and here when I bought the lot I paid 5% on the cost of the lot to the Ahito office and if I ever sell this place the buyer will pay 5% of the sale price to the Ahito office and that's all they pay and they never pay again we have trash pickup we have electric we have city water um, you know it's so yeah, they grade the roads mm -hmm. every now and then, and you know it took them a few days after the storm to grade the roads. But they got out there and they graded them. Did it? Yep. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your place. It's a tire house. Tell us about that. Uh, mo part of it's constructed from tires and some from block. Okay. Um, I saw. A, is it PBS? Yes special in uh, the 70s, I believe, late 70s, and it was Dennis Weaver, the actor, mm -hmm. had built a home out of tires <laughs> in Colorado. And I thought, what a great way to get rid of tire waste, because I was always about cleaning up, cleaning up the environment, cleaning up the vacant lots in the neighborhood when I was a kid, yep, yep. cleaning up. And I just thought it was a great idea. And at that time I said, I want to do that someday. And you know, I try to get around doing those someday things, mm -hmm. but I'll never get around to all of them. So I built my master bedroom. Mm -hmm. the, the fence was already built out of tires at the time. And I built my master bedroom out of tires. And at first the Mexicans were saying, oh my God, loca gringa. Mm -hmm. And then after a little while, they were saying, oh, maybe not so loca. Not so loca. Yeah. Maybe not so loca. So Dennis Weaver inspired me. But then I also visited over the years, I visited a, 
a community in New Mexico where they build earthships and they're built partly right. underground. Right. And they're beautiful, amazing, artistic, catch all the water, recycle all the water, uh, grow food inside, just amazing homes. And I didn't want to get that elaborate and I wanted to do build above ground because of flooding reasons. We don't get much rain here, but when we do, by God, we get some rain. That's right. We That's get right. it, and we get it hard and strong and All fast. at once. All yep. at once. And people flood, and and their roofs leak, and there's... Anyway, so I wanted to build them above ground. So I engineered... I'm not an engineer, but I engineered these homes so they could be built above ground. How did I get started with Casa yeah. Digna? Yeah, how did you get started? I was thinking I, I, wanted to, I wanted to help people, and I could afford to help people, and I had land, mm -hmm. and so I thought I could offer the land an idea and some money per month to make this idea happen, and that's how it got started. And so you decided that it was going to be tire homes. That was my idea. Original idea was right. that it would be tire construction. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And so tell us about that vision. What did you, what did you see happening? Who did you see living there? Um, I, well, I presented my idea to Jose Luis Degnino Lopez and a lady uh, named Kim from Diff, uh -huh. and and they were they loved my idea, and and they wanted to do it, and they they were gonna do it, and they got it going. Jose still occasionally does something to help. He a couple of years ago he had a friend that donated a bunch of black paper. He continues to do something as he, he can. Mm -hmm. And I believe he's coming this week and bringing government people here to see the project. And they will supposedly donate a bunch of tires for Mexicali. Now, in, in 2006, when I did research, when I was building tire, my tire home, there were over 10 million waste tires in Mexicali at that time in 2006. Wow. So this is... 2022. Mm -hmm. Can we imagine how many tires are there now? No. Mm -hmm. We don't have big trucks. You know, we need 18 wheelers mm -hmm. to get these tires here. And Karina, who, who runs the community at Casa Digna, mm -hmm. is very specific about what tires she wants to use because she doesn't want the families packing tires that are bigger than so big. She's on the job. She's out there packing tires with them, so I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with them. And there's got to be plenty of them because I believe 16 is kind of the standard size anyway. Right. I think you're right. Yep. Like I said, originally I wanted to help single mothers, mm -hmm. and when I first took Jose out there, and I was using a translator, Victor Rodriguez, mm -hmm. the photographer. Everybody knows Victor. Victor was translating. Uh, and ex telling Jose I wanted to donate these these two acres to build home, uh, I, I, I thought apartments, but they said, no, it's got to be houses because they'll never go for apartments. I said, okay, houses, here. 
Well, there's families too, Jose said. And I said, well, okay, I've got two more acres right behind it. You can have that for families. And I and I just wanted to, to, to help and, like I said, donate a thousand a month. I really, I never intended to run a foundation. That was not my goal. I didn't sit out to do that. I never planned to do that. I was going to go vacation and stuff. So tell us a little more about what the um, what the eligibility protocol is for owning a home or get, or being <clears throat> part of this project. Okay, no criminal record, no property of your own, test free of drugs. Then once you've worked at least 156 hours, and you can do it three hours a week, or you can do it over the year, which adds up to 156 hours at three hours a week uh, you you are then eligible to receive a home mm-hmm. once you receive a home you you're expected to sign a rules and conduct agreement no domestic abuse no child abuse kids have to be in school no animal abuse. Animals have to be spayed or neutered. If you break it, you fix it. You keep and maintain your home. Right. Uh, if you want tile on your floor, it's a smooth concrete floor. If you want to tile it, you can tile it. You can make improvements mm-hmm. um, as you as you want. And uh, there's no drinking in any public area. Uh, if you if you follow the simple rules and conduct agreement, here I hate rules, but yet I'm making some. Yeah, well, you, you um, kind of have to. Yeah. It, it, then you can live there the rest of your life. Hmm. When you put these tire holes together, what's the you kind of briefly through the process of putting those? I mean, what do you do first? What do you do second? You know, those kinds of things. Well, the corner, the corner pillars are concrete and rebar. Okay. And there's there's footings dug. Mm-hmm. You don't pour concrete for footings. You just start packing tires right in the footings, down in the, a ditch, so to speak. Okay, so you dig a ditch and you put the tires in and you pack the tires with red dirt as hard as you can pack them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Boy, you just, that's hard work. Very, it's very hard work. Right. Um, you stack them like brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the bottom of the window levels, we run rebar vertically, horizontally, mm-hmm. horizontally, mm-hmm. from each corner to the from one corner to the other corner, mm-hmm. and then the bottom of the windows foundation the rebar goes through it now this rebar will be covered in black plastic pipe because it's going to be exposed to red dirt you don't want the rebar to rot Uh, and then from the sides of the windows are concrete block with with rebar and concrete and that rebar extends all the way to the roof and i call it a roof beam they pour a concrete roof beam with rebar so it, everything's tied together side to side and top to bottom. Okay. Does that explain it? Yeah. Right. And then the roof is made out of concrete. 
part, part in part. There's mm-hmm. concrete beams, and they like to use foam, the thick, big, thick foam, and then they just yes, yes, so the bottom, mm-hmm. the top has rebar, the alembron, which is the road mesh, and four inches of concrete. Mm-hmm. So it's stout. So talk to us about the design uh, in terms of um, how many bedrooms, living room, all that kind of stuff, what they're supplied with. Well, it's up to the families to provide their own appliances. Okay. Uh, They come with a kitchen sink, counter. Mm -hmm. uh, How many bedrooms? Two bedrooms. Okay, how many baths? One bath, reasonable size. Nice size. Yeah, we've, we've been in them. They're they have they're a toilet, a sink, and a shower. Yeah, it's and an open plan, open. so that's nice for the kitchen and the living room and all that. I like. Yeah, a lot of room compared to what I'm used to seeing as a mix. Um, it's lots bigger. Mm-hmm. They have a porch or yard. Or yeah, they have a small front porch. Future homes will have a smaller front porch and a very large back porch. The future homes with uh, laundry hookups and two doors. The first the first eight homes had one door and big windows, four foot by four foot windows. Slides easy to get out of an emergency. Mm-hmm. But all future homes will have a back door with the uh, laundry hookups. Mm-hmm. And the reason why tire construction is so important is because they last. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. shiver a little in an earthquake. They mm-hmm. can withstand the hurricane strength winds. Mm-hmm. They are tough. They are tough, tough, tough. You can run into it with the truck and it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and you talked about the insulation before. It's just, the, the insula- for this weather, it's just perfect. Yes. Um, Talk about that a little bit, Millie. About the insulation qualities of tiger homes. Well, uh, an example. Um, it was August 2018, and the power went out. It was about 1 and 2 in the afternoon. And it went out for five or six hours. And I was in my bedroom, tire constructed master bedroom. And five hours later, it was, it couldn't have been above 72 in there. It held the cool temperature with the power out, no air conditioner for five hours and stayed cool. Now, I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah. Everybody else was sweating to death. And the temperature outside was what, 115 I, or something? I think it was 115 right, right. there on right. the porch. You see my thermometer. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It was hot. And that's why I was in the bedroom watching TV because it was so hot outside. I didn't want to be outside. Right. So the insulation value is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And so they can run their air conditioner a little bit, mm-hmm. turn it off, and it stays cool. And save energy, save, save money energy. on, on electricity. Right. 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 Exactly. So if somebody wanted to get a tour of the houses out there. They can call me. They can call any board member. Okay. They can uh, call Karina. Tell us what your website is. Uh, C A S A. D-I-G-N-A 
www.inc.org. They can also message Karina on Facebook at Casa Digna Familias. How would you go about getting them? You know where, is that, you is know where Versailles okay? is on the highway? Yes. Yeah, I There's do. a sign that says Versailles. Okay. It's about kilometer 182, 180, yeah, about 182, 183, right there. Uh -huh. You turn toward the mountain and you follow to the last telephone pole, and you're there. So it's about how far out? A little over a kilometer. Okay, just a little over a kilometer. And is it okay for people to just take a drive out there? Oh, yeah. Take a look? I mean, it's a, it's a public Aedo Road. Okay. All right. You All can right. drive around. Cool. All right. Donations? Where, where do you www.casadignainc.org. Tell them about it. Well, what's so cool? About if I'm it? up early enough to see the sunrise, it's amazing. Uh, the sunsets are fabulous over the mountain, and it's just, to drive in the desert is surreal. It's just absolutely different than anything that I'd ever experienced in my life until I came here. Just what, can you explain? The variety of the plant life. Uh, yeah, and that's right, because you really love plants. I so love that, plants. That would be a natural yeah also yeah and have you ever seen the grunion running i mean they run in the daytime here you don't have to go out at night time to watch the grunion run like you do in san diego they run in the daytime here wow i did not know that yes so I, I haven't done it is there a certain time of year yeah that they, they, there that. is and somebody can tell you when that is and i don't know when it is but whenever i hear they're gonna run i go down there and watch and so where do you go for, to watch? You I just mean, go to the beach. And the grunion, they, the fish, they come up and the girl lays her eggs and the boy sheets his squad and, and they go back out. That's it. That's what they That's come. it. And they're laying eggs and fertilizing them. And then they go out. And the turtles, think about all the sea turtles that come up on the beach and lay hundreds of eggs right. or however many eggs they right. lay. I don't know. And... They bury them and then they go. And they, that same turtle was born there. Comes back to the same place it was born yep. Yep. to lay its eggs. That's amazing. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of nature here that I love. Mm -hmm. And natural science. Mm -hmm. So I love all that about it. I love that we don't have any red lights. Or stop signs. That's, that's, Too many. <laughs> but we don't have any red lights. That's right. And we only have bad traffic when the racers are in town or it's yep. Easter. Right. And Easter, I never leave the house. I just don't. I don't There's an extra 100,000 people or so in town. Yep. And it's just crowded. That's right. Fill up the gas tank, buy groceries, and get cash. Exactly. And then, hide. And, then and get a lot of groceries and stay on, play your music loud. That's right. So let me, what, are there any um, festivals or, um, you know, um, parties or anything that happen in, in, um, in San Felipe each year that are, are your favorites? Like the shrimp festival or the, is there, are there any of those that you really like a lot? 
No, I just go visit all of them a little bit. Uh, just no favorite? Not a favorite. No, I don't have a favorite. They're all interesting and fun. Uh, no, I don't have a favorite. I remember though, early on, always hitting the shrimp festival and dancing from one end of the Malacon to the you other too. and back. Just dancing to all the music up and down the Malacon. What I love about San Felipe now that I'm a lot over, uh, I love going to the brewery. Mm-hmm. It's like go. It's like Cheers. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you know seeing same people every time right. you go, getting a. Uh, you know when you need one, you can go to the brewery and somebody will give you a good hug, and and it just feels good. It's there's a lot of places to eat, uh, a lot of good places to eat. Everybody has their favorites. Mm-hmm. I won't get into favorites. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> right, probably a good plan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did say that I love going to the brewery, but they have music, they have artesian beers and seltzers, and uh, there's two different folks that cook food there, so if you're hungry, you can get food to eat. Sassy has a particular favorite, Monica, because Monica always makes Sassy a little special chicken plate. <laughs> Now, Sassy is your Pomeranian. Yeah, Sassy's my Pomeranian. She's my constant companion. I love her dearly. She's 12. She's being quiet right now under the couch. Uh, But she loves Monica because, man, she knows she's at the brewery. She's straight at that trailer. Where is Monica? (laughs) Monica's going to give her a little plate of chicken that's not all spiced up. Monica likes Sassy, too. Uh I can tell. Yeah, nothing, nothing against anybody else. Just sassy as a favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. What would you say is something about San Felipe that you think deserves much more attention than what it's currently getting? Two things. One, people that like to gossip need to shut the fuck up. And two, the trash. Don't dump your trash. Put it where it's supposed to go in containers for the trash company to take to the dump. Mm-hmm. I can't stand trash. I'm sick of people coming over here, they eat and dumping their trash. Mm-hmm. And people come from other places to do it. It's, it's Don't say it's just Mexicans, it's not. Mm-hmm. I've seen Americans out here dumping too. And I I get on them. Mm-hmm. This, has been, this has been great and it's so nice to, to hear um, more about Casa Dig and how it started and what's happening. That's a good one. So thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. And thanks for all the work you do. Absolutely. And the contributions you've made to this community. That's right. Because I'm sure there's a whole lot of people that are really grateful. Thanks. You're welcome. Mucho de nada. <laughs> well, it's time to hit the trail again. Despite our technical issues with wind, we hope you've enjoyed our visit with Melody Ashley and will agree with Trisha and I when we say that she is definitely someone who walks the walk and talks the talk when it comes to acting on her lifelong concern for waste management, recycling, and the housing plight of single moms and vulnerable families. 
If you want to learn more about the Casa Digna Project, please follow them on Facebook or go to www.casadignainc.org. Until next time, thanks again for listening, and don't forget to turn left at the cactus for no bad days. Mm-hmm.